In my experience, and the experience of many people I speak to, one of the hardest things about prayer is knowing where to start. There are just so many things to pray about and so many people and situations to pray for. There's so much need around us in our own lives, in the lives of people we care about, in the world around us at this time. And it's all too easy for us to just feel overwhelmed by it all. So where do you start? Where can you even begin praying about it all? Well, we're taking the next few weeks to listen slowly and carefully to the words Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer, the prayer Jesus taught his disciples in Matthew chapter 6 and Luke chapter 11. And Jesus is teaching his disciples and us how to pray in this world. And in the opening phrase of this great prayer that we're looking at this morning, Jesus tells us where to start praying. He wants to show us where true prayer begins in this world. And according to Jesus here, true prayer begins with the fatherhood of God. Jesus tells us here the way we start praying in this world is to begin by calling the God who made the universe our father in heaven. And the only reason we can address God in that amazingly intimate way is thanks to Jesus and what he's done for us by dying in our place on the cross. So I'm convinced we all need to slow down and listen to how Jesus teaches us how to speak to God here. Because when we fail to listen to Jesus, we sort of turn prayer into something that's really intimidating and really complicated, actually. So when we think about prayer, what we often think about is a monk deep in contemplation for hours at a time, or a great Christian leader praying impressive public prayers at the front of church, or a missionary who always seems to hear God speaking to them from moment to moment. And then we just start thinking about our own feeble prayer lives, our struggles to concentrate, our struggles to get out of bed or to turn off the TV or our phones. Our struggles to really believe that anyone is out there listening to us as we pray. And then we just begin to despair. We just say, oh, what's the point in praying? What's the point in, in praying when I'm just so bad at it? Where do I begin when I've got such a bad track record? Well, that's how you find yourself thinking about prayer sometimes. You and I need to listen to Jesus' prayer here and how he teaches us how to pray. See, for Jesus, prayer begins with the word Father. For Jesus, prayer is a child asking their father for help. It really is as simple as as that says Jesus. And in fact, if you remember nothing else from this video, please remember this because it's got the power to transform our prayer lives. Prayer, Jesus tells us, is a child asking their father for help. See, according to Jesus, the key to learning how to pray and the key to growing in prayer is not sort of better technique or greater self-discipline. No, the key to growing in prayer is knowing who it is we're praying to, knowing the God we're praying to, that we get to call him our Father in heaven.
we get to call the God who made the universe Father. And we get to realise that because he is our Father, he loves us as his children and he loves to hear us talk to him. But having said that, maybe when I begin to describe God as our Father in heaven, some of us straight away start to struggle with that. Some of us had a very, have had a very negative experience of human fatherhood. And that can make these opening words in the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, a real challenge for us. Maybe when you hear the word Father, it just brings back painful memories for you. Maybe your father died a long time ago. You struggle to remember him. Maybe he deserted you and your family. Maybe he was cold and indifferent to you. Maybe he just never seemed that interested in you. Maybe he even abused you and people you cared about. See, we need to realise something. God's fatherhood is so utterly different to human fatherhood. Even the very best human father is deeply flawed. Even the very best human father lets us down. So when we hear this word, these words, our father in heaven, what are we meant to do with them? I think we need to ask the question, what sort of a father is God the father? And to answer that question, I want us to listen to one of Jesus' most famous parables for the next couple of minutes. The parable of the prodigal son. We find it in Luke chapter 15. Because in this parable, Jesus wants us to see what an astonishing father God the Father is towards us. And Paul is going to read that parable for us now. Luke 15 verses 11 to 24. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, There was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, 
I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Now it's worth pointing out, Jesus in that parable we've just heard, he doesn't set out to tell us absolutely everything we need to know about God the Father. But what he does do is show us how radically different God the Father is to how we might expect him to be. How much greater and better a father he is to all of our experiences of human fatherhood, no matter how good and positive or how painful and negative. See, in this parable, Jesus wants to show us something. God is the father you always wished you had. When we get to call God father, we are talking to the father we always wished we had. So what does Jesus show us about God the father in this parable? There's a few things he shows us. The first thing he wants to see is this. Your father in heaven wants you. Our father in heaven wants us. You see, you may not always have felt like your earthly father wanted you around, but Jesus leaves us in no doubt here. Our father in heaven wants us to be with him. He wants us in his family. Even when we've rejected him and let him down, our father in heaven wants us to come home and be with him again. So you can think about Jesus' parable we just heard. The father of the prodigal son, we see him standing, watching, waiting, longing for his son to come home. And in the gospel, God the father goes even further than that. He sends his son into the world to come looking for us. He pursues us out of his great love for us. See, Jesus wants to see here, no matter what we've done, no matter how far we've run away from God, our father in heaven wants us in his family. And that means when we pray our father in heaven, he loves to hear us. Your father in heaven wants you. That's what Jesus shows us in this parable. And the second thing he shows us is our father in heaven knows us. He knows you. He sees us for who we really are. He knows all the things we've done and yet he still loves us and he still calls us to be with him. Again, look at the parable that Jesus says here. The younger son, he couldn't hide what he'd done, the mess he'd made of his life from his father here. Again, it's a powerful picture. He's standing there probably stinking of the pigs he's been feeding in this far off country. He's maybe dressed in rags. He's, He's dirty. He's filthy. He's hungry. He cannot hide the mess he's made of himself. And it's the same with us. We can't hide who we are or the ways in which we've rejected God in our lives. We can't hide the things we've done and the things we've not done, the ways we fail to love God and we fail to love the people around us, the ways we've ignored God and just gone our own way. 
we can't hide any of this from God. We can't hide who we really are from God. But Jesus tells us in this parable, we don't have to hide from our Father in heaven because he sent his son Jesus to rescue us and to wash us clean of our sin. I mean, just look at how the Father responds to his repentant son here. Our Father in heaven welcomes us, Jesus wants us to see here. Let me read verse 20 of the parable for us again. While the younger son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. It's an amazing picture, actually, of extravagant love and welcome on the part of the father. It's such a moving picture of God's grace towards us. Jesus wants to see here, our father welcomes us when we come to him. He's waiting for us to come to him. He's longing for us to come to him. His greatest joy is to be with his children. And the final thing I want us to see in this parable is our father in heaven delights in us. That's the last bit of the reading we had there. Again, remember the father in Jesus' story, he throws this lavish party to celebrate his son coming to him. He washes him clean. He gives him a place of honour. He puts the best robe on him. He invites the rest of his household, the rest of the community to come and celebrate with him. And in the same way, our father in heaven delights in the prayers of his children as we cry out to him for help. And I hope you can see here, Jesus gives us an amazing picture of the fatherhood of God in this parable. And he invites everyone listening to him into a relationship with God as their father. If we only admit our sin and our need and put our faith in Jesus. Our father in heaven. It's an amazing way of addressing the God who made the universe. And the only reason any of us can truly call God our Father is if we put our faith in Jesus for ourselves. See, like the younger son in Jesus' parable, we have each rejected God the Father. We've turned our backs on him, left our own devices. We cannot call God our Father. We cannot enter his presence because of our sin. But you see, thanks to Jesus saving death on the cross, Jesus can teach us as his followers. You get to call God our father. You're now adopted into God's family forever. You can come home to God. You can have the same relationship with God that Jesus, the son of God, has had for all eternity. See, to pray our father in heaven reminds us of the gospel and it reminds us of the amazing relationship with God we can have through faith in Jesus. See, if you're a Christian watching this video, the Bible says you are in Christ. Jesus' relationship with God as his father is now your relationship with God as your father. Jesus' intimacy with his father in heaven is now your intimacy with your father in heaven. Every time we pray, our Father in heaven. We remember that. We remember the gift of grace Jesus has given us, that God is now our Father and we are now the children he loves so dearly. You see, by telling us this parable in Luke 15, Jesus wants us to see 
God is the father you always wished you had. He is the father who wants you, the father who knows you, the father who welcomes you, the father who delights in you. And so when Jesus tells us in the Lord's Prayer to address God as our father in heaven, he is welcoming us into a relationship of grace and joy and intimacy. He's opening the door into the family of God for everyone who puts their trust in him. The key to pray, the key to how we start praying, Jesus tells us, is to call God our Father in heaven. And we do that by putting our faith in Jesus. So what practical difference does knowing God as our Father in heaven make to how we pray? Well, I think there are two big practical applications we can take away from this phrase, our Father in heaven. And the first is this, our Father loves to hear our prayers, so start talking to him. Like, I hope we've seen here, God is an amazing Father here. He is a Father who loves his children. He loves to hear us pray to him. But actually so often we just don't even start. All too often we live our lives in this world as if we were orphans, as if we were on our own in this world, left alone, abandoned to live by ourselves, struggling our way through life. When all the time our Father in heaven is there waiting for us to speak, longing for us to speak to him. We are not orphans, says Jesus. We are adopted into God's family forever and he is our father who loves us and we are his children who need his help. Again, if you're a Christian watching this video, you are a child of the king. You are loved by him and your father wants to hear you pour out your heart to him. So take these words Jesus teaches us as an invitation to start talking to God, to start praying to him. That is the invitation at the heart of the Lord's prayer here. Now the pastor and evangelist John Stott used to put it like this. He used to say that the battle to pray took place on the threshold of prayer. And what he meant by that was, was the battle to pray, it often isn't actually praying itself that's the struggle. The struggle is to actually start to pray, is actually to get down to it and to keep at it. Again, John Stott, he had this picture in his head of prayer. He used to imagine God waiting for him in a beautiful garden on the other side of a wall. And the only way through that wall was through a door. And outside the door, the devil was standing, determined to stop John Stott entering that garden. And he would do everything in his power to stop John Stott praying. And John Stott felt he just had to go to scripture to listen to the promises of God. And that was his best attack against the devil's attacks. And again, that picture, I think, makes a huge amount of sense to, to most of us when we think about it. I believe the devil does try everything in his power to stop us coming to our Father in heaven and actually talking to him, actually asking him for help. When I think about that in my own life, there's so many just objections that flood into my mind when I think about praying. I just am too tired to pray. 
I'll pray tomorrow. What good does praying do really? Maybe this is something I can deal with myself. I've not tried everything yet. I'll, I'll do that first and then I'll pray. More and more when I stop and think about it, I think this is God's enemy stopping me going to God, going to my father and asking him for help. See, the real battle of prayer is the battle to start praying. So let Jesus' words at the start of the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, remind us God is our Father and he loves to hear our prayers. Someone put it to me like this, all you really need to know to get a great prayer life is to know that you are needy and your Father in heaven loves to help you. It's so simple, isn't it? All you need to grasp is that you are a needy person in need of God's grace and your Father in heaven loves you and wants to help you. Our Father in heaven. That is how you start praying. So Jesus tells us, just start talking to your Father. Again, we think about it, just take baby steps at first. Doesn't have to be a long prayer. Just five minutes of prayer will be an amazing step for some of us on, on certain days. But remember, you are needy and your Father in heaven wants to help you. He loves to help you. So take Jesus' words as an invitation. Take those words, our Father, as if you like two arms outstretched to welcome you into his presence in prayer. Our Father in heaven. It's an invitation. Will we take it? Will we start talking to God in prayer? And finally, we need to notice something that when Jesus teaches us to pray, he teaches us to pray in the plural. He says, our Father in heaven. Jesus wants to see here that we are now part of God's wider family. So we need to be praying for one another. Again, think back to Matthew chapter 6. We looked at it last week, the context of this prayer of Jesus. Again, remember that Jesus is imagining someone praying on their own, in private. They're in their bedroom with the door closed. No one else is there. And yet, Jesus teaches us to pray, our Father in heaven. We are part of a wider family, the church. And all Christians need your prayers in this world just as you need their prayers in your life. So let's pray for one another. Let's still pray for one another, even during this time of social distancing, this time of lockdown, this time when we can't actually physically gather together. Let's remember in Matthew 6, that person praying is on their own, and yet they're praying, our Father in heaven, meet with us. Your kingdom come, your will be done for all of us in all of our lives. So let's pray for one another during these days. Let's pray for one another in our home groups, in our Zoom sessions as home groups. I mean, every one of us is probably struggling in different ways during this time of lockdown. So let's share our lives together. Let's pray for one another. That is such a massive help to all of us during these days. Let's pray for our life and mission as a church family at Avenue. For instance, we are still committed to growing a church on the Ayers Monsell estate. If that's going to happen, we need to pray about it. We're going to be praying for that work on Ayers Monsell once a month in Zoom sessions. Our next Zoom session is this coming Thursday, 28th of May. Let's pray about that together. 
Let's be praying for our life and mission as a church family. And also let's pray for brothers and sisters in Christ outside of our church family, brothers and sisters in other churches in this country, brothers and sisters around the world. Again, we all need the prayers of God's people during these days. This coming Sunday, we've got a Praying for Leicestershire event on YouTube. Why not just join in with that? Pray with other Christians around our county. We need the prayers of one another to live for Jesus in this world. Every Christian needs your prayers and you need the prayers of every Christian. So let's pray for one another, our Father in heaven, and keep praying during this time. We began our time looking at this phrase in the Lord's Prayer by so asking the question, where do you start in prayer? There are so many needs, so many challenges in our lives. Where do you begin? Well, Jesus gives us the answer here. We begin by calling God our Father in heaven. We begin by acknowledging he is our Father and we are his children. Prayer, Jesus tells us, is a child asking their father for help. We are needy children, but God is a good and loving father who welcomes us, embraces us as we come to him in prayer. So let's start praying. Let's fight that battle. Let's take that invitation from Jesus. Go to your father, pray to him, call him our father in heaven. Remember, you're his child and he welcomes you. He loves to hear your prayers and he loves to hear your prayers for your brothers and sisters in Christ as well. So let's pray to him and let's pray for one another in the name of Jesus. Our Father in heaven, it is an invitation. You are his child. Cry out to him for help and he will hear you and he will help you as you do so. Let me pray for us as we finish. Our Father in heaven, that is an amazing name we get to call you. The God of all the universe is now our Father who loves us, who wants us, who knows us, who welcomes us and who delights in us. Father, please, would you help us to fight that battle when the devil tries to stop us praying? And Lord, just show us what it means just to start talking to you, to start praying, however brief, and to ask you to help us. And Lord, then would you encourage us that you hear our prayers and you will help us out of your great love for us. Father, we thank you for the privilege of calling you Father. Thank you that that privilege was bought for us at great cost by Jesus, our brother, your son. Lord God, help us just to see the privilege of prayer and to draw near to you as a child asking their father for help. Please, would you help us in this, Lord? And we thank you that we get to call you Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.